Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 52 of the Business Handmade Podcast. Five, two. Can you believe we've been doing it for 52 episodes? I cannot. It's wild. It is pretty wild. To think about. Um, So this episode is a special one. We talked to Kevin from James on Main, um, and we met him probably two years ago, two and a half years ago, when we were doing Oktoberfest um, in Hackettstown, and he has just come such a long way. You know, he is the manager of the restaurant, and he had to branch out in all new ways the past couple of years. Yeah. So, um, like Kev was saying, when we met Kevin of James on Main, we met him as one of the vendors that was setting up in Hackettstown because we partner with the bid there um, to do, an, you know, like an inclusive um, event that allows the storefronts to have a vendor booth and the restaurants, and then the rest of the vendors are strictly handmade. Um, that we bring in so it's a nice kind of balance between seeing what the town has to offer and bringing something cool and exciting and new um, so we met Kevin in that capacity a couple of years back and then um, this past fall when we did the Oktoberfest at Tranquility Farms we had like a, a three-person um, planning committee I guess or not three-person but three entity the trifecta the trifecta uh, as we as we like to joke around and call it, um, but it was Zigmeister Brewing, um, James on Main, and us planning this Oktoberfest. And you know, in hindsight, we look back and it was like, oh my gosh, we planned that in three weeks, and all the tickets sold out, and it was amazing, and everyone had a wonderful weekend. Um, so it's just pretty cool to talk to Kevin as a business owner, get some of his ideas for you know branching out as a business. Um, not being afraid of new ideas and trying new things and just figuring out that maybe sometimes putting something else on hold to focus in a new area actually sets you up a little bit better so that when everything kind of comes back, you can run both things at the same time. We talked about the importance of community um, and really just being that person that's not afraid to rattle off ideas and brainstorm regardless of what your position is. So um, Kevin started out as a server at James on Main and then um, quickly was promoted to manager and was never afraid to share his ideas. And now because of that, he's in a position where he is this event coordinator for James on Main, and he's doing probably more than he ever anticipated he would do um, as an, a restaurant event coordinator, because now we're talking about these like multi um, component events where we're running like a wine and jazz festival and a spring fest and Oktoberfest. So yeah, he's put himself into a position where he's really expanding what they can do with the restaurant. It's not just indoor dining anymore. He's doing um, carry out. He's doing events. He's doing a lot of cool things that um, kind of spun out from the pandemic, um, but were on his mind already. So it gave him an opportunity to try things Mm -hmm. out. Um, and now James on Main is called James off Main when they go to places like Tranquility Farms and build a kitchen at the farm during events. So it's really cool. Um, we love working with him because his ideas and his um, can-do attitude really elevate the events that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he likes to say that we elevate a lot of the events that we work on together, but it's really the partnership that we yeah, um, he's always like dreamed super about. humble about it too. Yeah. So I know it's funny because he ends up asking us a bunch of questions and it's not it's supposed to be an interview on us. Yeah, but, he flips the script. Um, so this episode is cool because we ask him a lot about his start 
to James on Main and what they're doing now, but then he also asks us about our start um, and how we really collaborate together. So this is a great yeah, episode. Yeah, and so it's not um, the traditional maker interview that we do on these episodes, but um, as business owners, it's something that you should go into looking for new ideas for like things that you can apply to your business because they are definitely little golden nuggets that are in there um and just interesting perspective and we don't want this to be just about us and the events that we plan so it's kind of nice to talk to someone else who has that perspective now too and can talk to their experience too so but we also do want to talk about the events that we plan (laughs) but anyway back Um, to kevin (laughs) yeah so spring fest at tranquility farms is coming up soon it's on saturday may 15th and sunday may 16th Um, Three ticketed sessions, and luckily the cap for outdoor gatherings has just been increased. Um, So tickets are available for customers to come in to that event. And we also do have a couple more vendor spots available too. So if you go to our website, you'll be able to sign up for that one. Then right after that event, we'll return to Tranquility Farms on June 5th and 6th for a brand new event called Wine and Jazz Artisan Market at Tranquility Farms. Uh, it's going to be run the same way, three ticketed sessions over Saturday and Sunday. It's um, going to be wine. <laughs> but there will be wine and the music will be different and the menu from James on Main will be different and our vendors will be different. So it, we really wanted to make sure that both of those events are unique and feel different. And if you were to go to both of them, you would have a different experience and you would enjoy them differently. And you should go to both because it's really interesting to watch the landscape of the farm change as well seasonally. So, you know, it's it's a cool atmosphere. It's, you know, different makers each time. It's different food each time. It's different music each time. You know, when we do Spring Fest, um, we have kind of more like crowd-pleasing um, pop alternative sort of music covers mm-hmm. and things like that but when you talk about the wine and jazz festival obviously that's very specific um that's specifically jazz and so we are really excited for that event um we've kind of always wanted to have a wine festival so this is our chance to do that and um bring in a different um kind of niche of vendors um that specialize in products that relate to wine or just really complement wine well or are slightly more upscale than the typical shows that we would run. And to speak to James on Main a little bit more, they are farm to table. So any of the food that they'll be preparing for either of these events are going to be in season food from Tranquility Farms, whether it be the produce or the meat. Um, So you're definitely going to get a different experience from either one of those through the craft food as well. And each of these events um, does have child tickets available as yep. well, so you can come with your kids. And the kid activities will be um, changing with the seasons as well. So for Spring Fest, we'll have face painting, and we'll have the cow train rides, um, the hay slide and petting zoo, and potentially the, the bounce pillow as well. Um, when we get out to Oktoberfest in the fall, we're going to have the apple launching and um, corn maze and all that stuff. So it definitely changes seasonally. Um, And we will have things available for kids at each of those three events this year. Yeah, so very excited to return to Tranquility Farms for Oktoberfest. Um, Obviously, last year, that was our first time working uh, at Tranquility Farms. So that'll be our second annual Oktoberfest there. That's so cool. And that'll be September 11th and September 12th. Yeah, and hopefully I'll still be pregnant at that time or <laughs> or we'll just have um, some fantastic stand-in because we do know and 
love the people that we work with that really can they get the business so they can definitely run that for me so basically kim will just be on the cow train ride the entire time <laughs> um riding around the event with her pregnant self. hey listen i can't enjoy any of the beer or wine this year so it's all for good cause right it's all for good cause absolutely um so for any of those events you can check check out tranquillityevents.com that's tranquility with two l's um, you'll be able to see all of the event details, see the timing, uh, buy pre-purchase tickets to the sessions. Um, and like I said, if you're a vendor or a maker that was looking to do an event with us, go to our website, marketspacevendorevents.com backslash apply, and you'll see all of our events listed there. It's crazy because I'm looking at this calendar that we have. Um, Kevin has like a whole new way of running our business. Not really a new way, just a more efficient way. Of running the like CFO sort of things um, of it's the business. It's a lot to, lot to keep track of it when you're doing multiple events and with all different vendors each time. And especially during a pandemic where, you know, things got canceled and shifted. Um, and to be able to accommodate everyone and, you know, make sure everyone felt comfortable moving, moving forward, our reporting system is different. So now he's like the man of many lists and he has this calendar like preemptively printed out and all the potential dates and everything. And it's just really cool to see that. Um, after a not so great year that, um, we stayed, we, you know, we kept trucking and here we are and now the well, calendar little, looks kind of normal. A little pat on our back, um, because we had our first event of the year, um, last Saturday and some of the makers that we work with were letting us know that some events are still being canceled. You know, the ones that were postponed from last year. Um, some event coordinators still aren't ready to host events. It's a lot. There's a lot more involved. Um, and so that's part of the reason we really are so appreciative of the patients on, you know, the side of our vendors, like who have waited. And typically we have all of our events announced by January and it's been delayed. And just, you know, that understanding that you guys have for us is so appreciated because it's, there's a lot more involved in getting, um, permits this Mm -hmm. year. Yep. And making sure that we're doing everything um, according to the current guidelines around like gathering and, you know, outdoor gathering and making sure we're safe and social distance. And each town has its own health department that has their own specific requirements. So, and our job is to make that health department very happy. <laughs> very happy. Um, so sometimes that does take a little while when we're letting them know all of the precautions that we're putting in place for each of our events, whether it be outdoors or in the fall when we return indoors. Um, making sure that everybody is extremely comfortable. So it's definitely understandable why some shows would be canceling still, but it's, of course, also understanding how disappointing that is to the makers who've come to rely on those shows as a major part of their schedule for the year. But I'm just very happy that we haven't had um, to cancel anything this year because we are very strict and stringent on making sure that we're doing what we need to do to, you know, produce a really well-run, successful, and safe event, right? Yes, and I just, I laugh because you say it like this is our our only thing that we're working on, <laughs> and it's definitely not, but it's so, um, it's so much a part of who we are, and it's what we're passionate about. Yeah, so it just felt good it. to hear the vendors uh, last weekend let us know that, you know, we're doing something right. Yeah. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to our podcast Uh, Please stay tuned and listen to Kevin from James on Main talk about his business and how we've um, collaborated, you know, over the past year or so on events. Yeah, he's definitely an awesome um, source of energy and idea 
generation. And he gives his personal email address in case you have any questions. <laughs> or complaints. So stay tuned. <laughs> Enjoy this episode. Hey, Kevin, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you both doing? Good. 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 We're so happy to have you. Yeah, thanks for jumping on the phone with us. Thank you for having me. This is a real pleasure. Yeah, for us too. So please introduce yourself and tell us about the business that you work at. Yeah, so um, I'm Kevin Ashudo. I'm the general manager over at James on Main. Uh, we're a wood fire grill in Hackettstown, uh, New Jersey, uh, close to uh, Warren County, uh, Delaware Water Gap. And I also am the head of like the catering and events side of the business as well. Um, so how did you how did you get started with them? Yeah, so back in oh gosh, I guess 2016. It was August of 2016. I started working there. I was working there as a server. Um, I was going to school at the time, and after I would say about four months or so, uh, the current front of the house manager left. I think it was due to an injury or something along those lines. So there was a uh, space that they needed to fill, and I spoke with Chef Bill. And he uh, he wanted to have a meeting with me to discuss options for the restaurant, the direction it could go. And at the time, the restaurant was only open for, I would say, about like eight months or so. Wow. Um, yeah. So it was fairly new. And he just lost his front of the house manager. He was very, very nervous. <laughs> and uh, and we just had a conversation of things that we could improve on and things that we could change. And one thing led to another. And I started managing. And uh from there on out, you know, the role, I kept on adding on responsibilities and I grew from there. That's awesome. That's Only really four cool. months in the role, but you yeah. already probably had a good idea of what you would want to incorporate. Yeah. And I actually, you know, I was going to school at the time, so I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to stay in hospitality. I wasn't going to continue in the restaurant sphere of things. Um, but I ended up, you know, I, I really enjoy it. It's like hosting a party every night when I'm at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. uh, people are coming in. They're having celebrations, huge life moments and milestones. So it's fun to be a part of that. And when you said that you sat with Chef Bill to kind of brainstorm the direction of the business. Yeah. Knowing you and how we work with you. And we'll, you know, we'll get to that. We'll talk about like how, you know, why we have you on our podcast. Um, because you're not a maker, but you are just... Uh, such a huge part of what we do. Um, but I, I can see that, like I can visualize that happening because that's how you are. You're just like full of ideas, ready to just talk through it, brainstorm. Aww. And you definitely, there's never anything that we're working on that you're not willing to contribute on. Like you're always 110%. So I think that makes perfect sense that he would put you in that position to run front of house. Yeah, I'm not even sure. I don't know if it was instinct on his end, but, uh, you know, we didn't even have that many conversations prior to that meeting. Um, but he just kind of had some sort of instinct to ask me my opinion. And uh, I, as you both know now, I have a lot <laughs> of ideas and, and thoughts. So I was like, yeah, you know, I have a couple. Um, but it, 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 it was neat how it all worked out. So now it's been five years I've been there. Uh, close that's to five awesome. Years, so. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So you said you really weren't looking into hospitality at the time. No. Were, what were you going to school for? Like, well, you know, I was, I was going to school for business. So it is, it, hospitality is business. But yeah. um, business, you know, a lot of history classes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, economic classes. Uh, so I would probably have done something like, maybe in finance, but I just got a two-year degree. I didn't go for four years. 
Um, I really dove into the business head first and I kind of just tried uh, to help him expand. And I think now with the current state of things, we're finally seeing, you know, results that we were dreaming about, you know, five years ago. Um, so yeah. it's neat. Did you always envision like the catering and event planning side of things or did that kind of just come along with needing to pivot during COVID and, and some mm-hmm. of the ideas you had? Yeah. So, you know, there's two main people over at James on main um, myself. I run the front of house and chef Bill runs the back and chef Bill is also the owner. And mm-hmm. so when he started the business originally, you know, he had that five year plan, right? So uh, he said around year three, he would get into catering. Uh, okay. And that would be at like people's homes um, and then events. He was thinking weddings, you know, because weddings mm-hmm. are great uh, for a restaurant. Um, but I don't think we ever imagined to be doing the things that we are doing currently with you, a uh, market space over at Tranquility Farms. Or we also do some events over at Donaldson's Farms. Um, and it just all happened due to COVID and that we had to change our business model. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so I know, I think probably one of the first times we met you was when we were doing the Oktoberfest in Hackettstown, in downtown Hackettstown. And we didn't even have that really deep connection at that point because we were going through the bid and um, James on Main is a bid member. So Mm -hmm. I remember meeting you outside of Manskirt Brewing. And then, you know, so we had that meeting and we knew who you were, you knew who we were. And then it wasn't until, you know, fast forward till October of last year or obviously before October, but um, like September or August where we were like, okay, you know, Oktoberfest normally brings in 10,000 people and that's obviously not going to fly. So what can we do? And, the, uh, you know, us, you, uh, Matt from Zigmeister, we just met at the farm and kind of, it went from there. It just started the ball rolling. And in three weeks, we threw together an amazing Oktoberfest that ended up selling out. And I mean, you should be so proud. That's such an awesome accomplishment. And it's great. Yeah. I mean, that's really kind of set the precedent for us now to do events at Tranquility, which is a beautiful farm, beautiful facility. And it's opened so many different possibilities. So, you know, now we're moving into in, I'm not sure when this episode is going to air, if it'll be, it'll probably be right before, but yeah. uh, moving into spring fest at tranquility and then, you know, doing the wine and jazz festival over the summer and then Oktoberfest mm-hmm. again. Um, so having like different, totally different vibes to each of the events, but being able to utilize that, that partnership of, you know, Zigmeister and, and you at James on Main and us and, and then bringing in Unionville Vineyards for the wine and jazz. And of course, working with Tranquility, it's just really cool to see how all that fits together. Yeah, I mean, we have a mutual friend, Zigmeister, like you mentioned, and uh, Matt, you know, immediately said market space vendors and events. And he, you know, kind of walked me through how it would work. And I was talking to Larry Freeborn, the owner of Tranquility Farms, and he was you know, on board with this. And he just wanted to test something out. They are getting into events. So for any farm out there that's getting into events, um, it was great that we called you. And it was great when we had that meeting. Um, I mean, having market space at, so we did events at other farms, you Mm -hmm. know, prior to that Oktoberfest. But once we had the vendor component um, of quality vendors, and we had maybe 30 or 35 vendors that time. Yep. Um, that really elevated the event like tenfold. And, um, you know, I recognized that immediately and Larry recognized that immediately and Matt already knew about you. And I knew that you did Oktoberfest, but 
at that time, I wasn't thinking like I do now. So it was, it was just great. Um, you definitely elevated that event. Oh, thank a lot. you. Thank it, you. It, it was like the trifecta. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, during COVID, you know, now it's weird because we're talking and things are starting to, you know, restrictions are starting to uh, disappear and capacity limits are, um, you know, going up. So we're going closer to that 100% mark. And uh, so outdoor events have like back to the unlimited potential, but we worked under these, you know, weird restrictions where how do we space people out and how do we deal with the capacity limits, but make the event still go on and make it successful enough to have an event because there's a right. lot of cost behind everything. Right. So. Yeah. It's a lot that goes into it and a lot of planning and you want to make sure that people obviously feel safe. Yeah. Um, but that was a lot of information just to rewind a little bit mm-hmm. last year. Were you thinking like, we're not going to have Oktoberfest. We're not going to have the events and, and the people in our restaurant that we would normally have. And were you the one that said we need to do something? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> funny enough, we closed right in the beginning of the pandemic for two weeks, just like everyone else. We stopped yeah. doing everything. And it was a good reset because being in the restaurant business, you know, I, I work maybe back then like 55, 60 hours. Sometimes I have really long weeks of, uh, you know, just tons of hours in the restaurant and, you know, we always wanted to do that expanding. We always want to do that catering. We always want to do the events, but we never could figure it out because the biggest problem for us was uh, the labor aspect of it, bringing people to that field. Um, so how do we find the cook uh, to help Chef Bill and uh, the other people in the front, the cashiers and all of that? Um, and with COVID, we were not allowed to have indoor dining, right? So right we had opportunity for work except it was elsewhere we could figure you know we didn't have to run the restaurant and run an event we just had to run the event so that allowed us to do that and to test it out because otherwise we didn't really know about the potential we knew it was always going to be good but now we're really doing a big focus on events because of the test that we did last year yeah it gave Um, you the opportunity that you didn't have to do both at once you can really see how it would work and and work out the kinks and then potentially do both at the same time yeah we had the indoor dining um you know that stopped so we did a to-go program and we actually took an extra week after those initial two weeks of closure to kind of hash that out because we've never done to go before we're really strictly we're a farm to table um it's local it's organic very ingredient focused. It's centered around a wood fire grill. Um, and Chef Bill is just a master of his craft, right? So he makes some really special dishes, um, but we've never done those dishes to go. Uh, right. So that was something we had to figure out and we did it quickly. Um, yeah, you definitely did. <laughs> and to yeah. think like it, the, and the way that you executed everything, it sounded like this is no big deal. I mean, right. to think that you right. went from, you know, planning, things within the restaurant or potentially, you know, planning for smaller events and and maybe weddings and things to then going to the shell, the farm is the shell, they had nothing in place. And to say, okay, well, we're going to have a stage, there's going to be live music, we're going to have the beer truck and the beer garden, and it's going to be ticketed, and we're going to have this menu, and we need uh, bathrooms, and we need ATMs, and we need, you know, okay, let's get market space involved, then they're going to have this section. And the way that you were able to do that and the entire permitting process, because when you're talking about 
a private event for someone's wedding, it's not nearly as involved in terms of like getting the town on board. And especially during a pandemic, you don't have to worry about like that permitting and um, all of that stuff. So yeah, I think like, it's just so amazing that it all kind of came together and that you were driving the ship. So well, we had to, you know, it was tricky because of, you know, we're doing better, you know, we did, we're not doing great, right? Like during COVID, we're not like Clorox, you know, that's just having a grand old time um, (laughs) or Windex, right? (laughs) Um, I wish, right? But, uh, you know, during COVID for restaurants, it was very tough. And with to-go program that we did in the restaurants, the curbside and delivery to local breweries, um, it was good. But I would say three months into that, yeah, Chef Bill and I, we turned to each other and we're like, we're not going to make it if we don't figure out something else. Because if we had employees that we wanted to continue to uh, keep at the restaurant, we could have furloughed them, put them on unemployment. But then when the six months are over, will they come back? And um, it was definitely like this decision. So, you know, he said, let's do something at a farm. So I called Donaldson's originally and, uh, they weren't going to do events, but, you know, we told them about this way that we can go about it from a food standpoint. So what James Main does special at these events in comparison to, you know, when you go to a food truck festival or something else is we're really like the sole food provider at these. And mm-hmm. um, Chef Bill brings his whole team. They make what we do at the restaurant, except outside. We have smokers. We build a kitchen. It's a huge operation. Um and you say build a kitchen like it's no big deal. But <laughs> yeah. I know that you were at the farm multiple times scoping it all out to make sure that right. it, you would be able to build that kitchen the right. way you needed it right. to be built. And it's not just, you know, throwing together a grill and doing hot dogs and hamburgers. Like, it's a real kitchen. No, it, it really is. And it's yeah. funny because this just speaks again to who you are as a person, Kevin, and that you're like, yeah, we just, you know, built a kitchen on a farm. No big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, it actually is a little wild with the tenting and everything. It looks, it, it looks really cool at, yeah. at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, so we, we did that, but what makes it special James on main is that you can order online. Like you get a QR code when you enter the event, there's links to the QR. Um, and it brings you to our website where you can order directly from your phone. So you're out in the fields, you're having the beer, you're listening to music, or you're going through the, um, artisan market, um, looking at the vendors and you could be ordering your food you're not waiting in line and that's kind of key during covid times but i think this Mm -hmm. is actually going to be key in the future because of not that i'm an impatient person but waiting in lines for 20 minutes at a four-hour event it 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 cuts into it so right it does i think it's a thing of a of the past you're absolutely right yeah and uh it's something that we were able to figure out and then you get text messages throughout the event when we start cooking and so on and so forth and when to come up to the james on main tent to pick up your food so we really didn't have a line last year at oktoberfest or at the events at donaldson's farm um and that really changed the game because it made the farms comfortable to have us there because they knew that we weren't going to have crazy lines and you know we wanted to continue to be COVID compliant and we want to make sure everyone was safe um, so that changed the game for us. Um, and then I've heard stories of other events that happened last summer where to get food was difficult and you did have to wait in line. And then once you wait in line and you order the food, you wait in another line to get the food. And, um, so the system is, it worked out well. And I think people were appreciative of that. Yeah. I heard so many compliments of how efficient things were, you know, getting into the event, um, yeah. ordering food, you know, having 
you know, their drink while they were able to shop the market, like all of these things that we had to make sure were put in place so that people had a good time. Um, and almost didn't notice that it was a pandemic and that right, we were right. intentional about like spacing. Exactly. You know, right. and it's and, you know, one of the things too, Kevin, your staff mm -hmm. was out in the field handing out menus to people and communicating that to them. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just like a, I'm walking around this like multi, you know, hundreds of acres or whatever farm trying right. to figure it out. It all made sense from the point of contact at the gate when they hand in their ticket and scan in and check IDs and come in. It was like, oh, OK, I get it. Here's where the market is. Here's where I'm going to go set up yeah. my chair on the lawn. You know, here are these people from James on Main that are telling me I can use my QR and I can place my order. And, you know, it just made everything streamlined. And it, it really was such a beautiful we had a beautiful weekend. The weather was amazing. Mm -hmm. And it kind of like made you forget for a minute that things were kind of not great last fall. Yeah. And the other awesome thing about it is we did ticketed sessions. So yeah, from 12 right. until four was the first session on Saturday. Then we had an hour break so that people can filter out. We can clean some of our vendors and the, and the staff members could have lunch. Um, and then from five to nine, we had the second session yep. on, on Saturday. So it really gave more opportunity for people to come in. Um, instead of all coming in at once. And it gave yeah. us an opportunity to kind of reset. And then we did, you know, another session on Sunday. So three ticketed sessions over the weekend, um, we were able to host many more people than we would have been able to if it was just one event. Yeah. Yeah, and I, it, it was smart because of, I've heard of other events, they're counting everyone as they enter. And you might have bought a ticket online and then you go to the event and they're counting you and then they stop you and then you have to wait there for maybe 30 minutes before you can go in because they exactly. have to wait for people to leave. But we never had to do that due to, you know, if our capacity limit's 500, we're only having 500 people in that session. So we're never gonna go over that. And so we were compliant there. Um, and also 500 people in the field, it really was so spread out. It was, it was neat, it, it's, yeah. it's very comfortable. It was definitely um, comfortable, you know, and there were plenty of activities going on too so that people could be spaced out it wasn't mm -hmm. like okay the band is playing right now so right. all 500 of you please stand in this yeah. area and watch <laughs> the band there was also like yeah. the corn maze and the cow train oh, rides cool. and the hay rides and the pumpkins um I, now i feel like i'm mixing it all together because we actually went tranquility was so beautiful that we ended up taking our kids back and um going pumpkin mm. picking so i kind of feel like i'm confusing all the activities into one thing but, but they did it's offer true. That. they had yeah, so they had many yeah. things and those apple cannons the apple cannons <laughs> yes the the bales of hay yeah. they had like a whole slide set up they the have the cutting so zoo. Cool. yeah a lot of really cool stuff so you didn't feel like you were on top of people and people were on top of you you could really just enjoy it and feel comfortable and i think that's when things started to get really scary right like in the fall mm -hmm. that's when numbers started to really go up for that second wave and people were getting nervous again so it was nice to feel like okay I can do this and I can be safe and there were no question marks everything was planned out so people yep. understood what they had to do when and it made everyone feel comfortable yeah so do you feel like you're an event coordinator now <laughs> you know what I think <laughs> have you reached I that don't milestone know. I need someone else to let me know you know it's funny because people say what do I do and I'm just like oh, I do a couple things <laughs> yeah um so there's now I do things. like social media at the restaurant I'm trying to post a lot and trying to get better at that yeah and, uh, 
but you know and then graphic at the same design. time yeah <laughs> graphic design. at the same time I'll clean dishes at the restaurant at the end of the night so I'm a dishwasher too I, I do a little bit of everything so um but yeah I think maybe I could add that I don't know you you both are the professionals <laughs> here so I feel like you need to bestow that upon me no absolutely um, I would say you're definitely but... <laughs> an event of event coordinator yeah for because, sure you know we came in um in three weeks and you were like here's the plan and you answered all of the questions that we had, you know, anything that we okay. could think of from our perspective of how to run a successful event, you had already thought about and you already had things in place. And you, we really um, coordinated our both of our efforts to make sure that the event was great. Yeah. So, you know, kudos to you. you. You did most of the work for us. Right. And then if there were any concerns or anything that we brought up from the vendor perspective that maybe you hadn't thought of, it's not like you brushed them off to be like, well, whatever, we'll figure right. it out it was a serious conversation where you were like, okay, well, you had this question and here's, you know, bullet point one, two, and three on what we need to do or why this is going to work and how we should do it. You had solutions and it wasn't mm -hmm. just like, you know, it is what it is. It was, everything was so thought out. And, you know, I have to say, I'm so impressed now that we're planning things for this year, talking yeah. to you about like wine and jazz. Yeah. To me, I've always wanted us to do a wine festival with our vendors. And it's been something that our vendors have come to us and said like you guys have to do wine you do beer you have it's to do big. wine it's a different demographic and it's worth doing but I think to execute that to have the space to do it in to mm -hmm. have the connection with the winery and then to me I feel very intimidated thinking of like jazz bands I love jazz I don't know a right. jazz band <laughs> but for you it was like oh yeah I have like two jazz bands or three jazz bands that I talk to regularly so this is perfect yeah we have jazz so I think where we lack in experience, you either have the experience or the connections. So it's a pretty good partnership. It works out really well. It is. And uh, definitely something that I keep in mind is the vendors and the, and the people, um, you know, who that you bring on because they really make the event for us. And I want everyone to do well, you know, because, you know, people don't have to wait in line at James right. on Main. So it gives them more time at the vendors and uh, with the jazz and wine, I mean, it is such a great idea. It's just something you see a lot of beer events in New Jersey, um, but New Jersey wine, I think people are sleeping on New Jersey wine. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think when we went over to Unionville and we did that tasting, I was just, it, it was so enjoyable. I took home, I think, a few bottles. <laughs> um, I think they're gone. So <laughs> I'm really excited for this event. Uh, wine's something <laughs> of my favorite. I love jazz, too. Jazz is just, yes. it, it's, yeah. a cool, it's a great combo. And um, it's it's cool that James on Main has the ability to really tailor the menu to the style of the event. So yeah. I remember back at Oktoberfest, like you said, you had the smoker and you had, um, I think it was Oktoberfest fries. It had mm -hmm. like pork and pickles yeah. and like really cool, really awesome stuff. Right. And then did the sauerkraut, the sausages. Yeah. Broccoli, and it, it was so pretzels. good. And then for wine and jazz, it's going to be different. It's not like we're just pulling out sausage and peppers. Here's a plate right. of pasta. You know, no, it's not that at all. It's very well thought out you're going to do like charcuterie board style stuff and and things that pair well with wine so it's exciting it's a totally different event um you know and even for spring fest i mean you know that that looks different than Oktoberfest, and it's just it's really exciting do you know the menu yet for spring fest <laughs> yeah yeah so actually um i'm typing this up you know today that's so funny that you're asking me um we're going to do a heritage hog pork ribs we're going to do a half rack of that yeah. Um, that's an option for people. We also have a seafood option this year, which is peach wood grilled salmon. 
So um, that's going to come with like a garlic scape pesto. Both of these items have like a salad. That's kind of like the side with those items. Um, we have famous at these events. People love, no matter what, chicken tenders yeah. are yes. just oh the best God, seller. Chicken tenders. <laughs> um, but we make them. So it's James on Main chicken tenders. Um, I'm not sure what the crust is. Last year for Oktoberfest, we did like a mustard pretzel crust. Mm -hmm. So good. It, was beyond it was like off the charts it and really was yeah so and it's all natural chicken it's organic um we have local producers for that so also something else for spring fest we're going to be using you know produce from tranquility um meat from tranquility things that um you know it's just we're farm to table so it's That's great so we're, cool yeah it's james on mean in the field you know james on mean at the farm Exactly. Um, and I think that was one of the town's concerns, too. Like when we were yeah. kind of behind the scenes talking about um, getting permits and things from the town, they really wanted to know how the farm would be involved in this. Mm -hmm. So we're not just and, and that's so much of like what Kevin and I want our business to be, too. It's so much about community. It's not just walking in and being like knocking on the door. Can we use your space? It's how can we right. work together to make this work for both of us? And I think that's why we end up with longstanding contracts, because once we've proven concept, they understand like the ways that they can be involved, the ways we can be involved and how it turns out to be something really beautiful together. So that's awesome that you're able to use the produce and meat from Tranquility and have yeah. it really be about the farm. And you know what? One of the most important things to Kim and I is also to keep that craft feel throughout our mm -hmm. events. So we have the craft vendors and we usually use craft beer, but having craft food, you know, whether it be yeah. you with your catering and it's very farm to table, very craft or like a food truck where it's that one person that has that recipe and it's down to the craft. Like that's what we really want our business name to stand for. Mm -hmm. I love that. So I can ask you a question. So how many years has market space been around now? It's been a few, right? Yeah, it's about four we've been around since 2017 um kevin and i were both working in the hr space and then he still is and the, i kind of returned to it on a part-time sort of basis that evolved mm -hmm. from there but um i came out of work when i was pregnant with our youngest he's soon to be not youngest <laughs> um and then, you know, it was just one of those things where we had an Etsy shop for years where we would go into the city and work and do like a regular job and then no come way. home, put the kids to bed. And then we were crafting ourselves. So we did that for a while. And when it wasn't taking off the way we wanted it to, it, it did very well. And especially around Christmas, we were like blown away by the sales that we had, mm -hmm. but we just envisioned more and we really were not finding um, curators, promoters, organizers of these types of events that were doing it right. We wanted to do more right. in person. Like we were doing great online, but we were never meeting our customers. Yeah. We were just shipping yeah. things out, you know, across country, which is great. But when we would go to, to craft shows and events, they kind of fell short of expectations, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. we were expecting more. And we just kind of knew, like, we can't be the only ones that feel this way. So then as we started to get into it, now we have that perspective, right, of being the crafters and what was great about you know, the shows we went to and what was awful about the shows we went to. And we just, we kind of take that for everything we do. So when whenever we're in a meeting with you or anyone else that we're planning an event for, anytime there's that pushback where we're like, well, the vendors, it's because we've been there and we already know what they're going to yeah. say and, and how they're going to feel about certain things and how you know, transparency and communication is so important to us because the events that we 
participated in as vendors in the past really lacked in that area. So I came out of work when I was pregnant. And then right after the baby was born, I sat for like, I don't know, maybe two months. You don't and then like just started not business. doing anything. <laughs> yeah, Kim has to constantly be doing something. Well, raising a person is a, is a huge job in itself. So, And I know you have, you know, you're raising more than one, right? Yes. So. Yeah, we have 10-year-old twins. We have a no. four-year-old. And then we have one due in September. Oh. But, you know, I've been joking this whole time. Anytime we've been talking to Zigmeister and to Lori mm-hmm. at the bid in Hackettstown, um, we just say like, yeah, I'm going to just pop out a kid on Thursday. And like by Saturday, I'm going to be at Oktoberfest. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's, it's wild. And, <laughs> no, that's but a way I think to, that, like, awesome. speaks to, that just speaks to like your drive and passion for what you do. And I feel like you're similar in that way that no matter what would happen, like a whole pandemic is happening and you're still able to get the job done and do it really well. So I think it's just, that speaks to you, who you are as a person and how much you value your role at James on Main. Yeah, you know, it was, you know, I could always, if the pandemic really took a turn for the worse for the restaurant, uh, it would just been so upsetting because we spent so many years putting it all together. And, um, but it's nice that out of the pandemic, you know, it can make or break you. Right. And for us, it didn't necessarily, it wasn't like great, but um, it set us up for this year, 2021. Mm-hmm where we're going to have indoor dining. We have a curbside now that we're going to continue on with that we would never have imagined to do. And it's successful. And now we're doing these events and the events are better than what originally the plan was, which was a wedding. Because when you have a wedding, you have a, uh, you have a groom and a bride (laughs) and they have, (laughs) they have, you know, a plan. And for this, we're creating the plan just based on what we would want to do and what you would want to do at an event, what you want to see. And, uh, it's it's a lot different. So you've been doing this for four years now. So you're coming out on about five years. So have you, your original goal, I think you've met that and probably exceeded it by now. This is for um, sure more than we ever anticipated. I mean, things like having a podcast are just kind of fun <laughs> bonus things, but like, I don't, I don't even know if we knew that this would go beyond just throwing little small things little productions like in our own town and yeah. we're across the state we, we people know us in other states which blows my mind yeah. um you know when we look at the data on our website traffic on our site listeners mm-hmm. to our podcast it's like oh ohio knows about us <laughs> it's like crazy <laughs> you know but i think that's just that speaks to like when you kind of keep staying true to who you are and where you want the business to go, even though everyone's going to always weigh in and have an opinion when you do it right and do it the way that you kind of feel is best representing yourself and what you stand for, the rest falls into place. And there are going to be people that'll be disappointed that you're not doing it the way they want you to do it, but they're not your people, you know, and you just kind of fall. and, And it's hard to, it's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow because especially when you're a new business and you're younger than five years, you want to make sure that you're making people happy because they're your customer. But Mm -hmm. at the end of all that, it's like, no, you, you're going to say no and it's going to lead to more. Yes. So you almost have to differentiate between the people that are going to, you know, either complain or give you negative feedback because that's what they do anyway. And the people who are, you know, cheering you on and they can see the potential and they can see the growth and they're sticking by your side no matter what. Yeah. And no, I think that's true because there's 99% of everyone is is great, you know, but then there's that 1%, like right. you're mentioning, and they, 
and you put the most work in for them mm-hmm. yes. because of you spend the most time on that 1%, but you know, really the 99%, they just love it. And I mean, what you both have done, I think has created such an outlet for people that they didn't have before. Generally, when you do an event, I think there's an event coordinator at the farm. They're putting together a list of vendors that they've created, but mm-hmm. it might go up to max of 10 quality vendors. And then after that, you find other um, people going in that, you know, maybe maybe you go to the event and there's 10 people making candles right. or, you know, selling candles um, or, you know, uh, but there's just such a variety at your events because you have the woodworkers, you have the metal workers, you have the resin, um, you know, different, different art. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, the good thing about doing this for multiple years is that our community keeps growing and growing. We meet new people every year and they just pop onto our network. So when we list applications for certain events, you know, the people that we're reaching out to get better and better. And there's more people that do, you know, everything. You know, you you said, you know, metal workers and woodworkers, but there are people that we work with that we would have never thought is right. a craft, yeah. you know? And I think that there are people who do what we do. You know, we're not the first ones to do it. And there, there are people in New Jersey who do it well, but there are a lot of people who see it as like, oh, I'm just going to throw this together. I'm going to do it for right. my church. I'm going to exactly. do it for the PTA. And it's a lot of work. And they realize that after the fact, but, mm-hmm. but when they're kind of caught in like deer in headlights is when it's like, oh, I promised 20 vendors. But if you don't have a following it's not that easy to get and we're still not you know where we want to be in terms of our following but it's growing and all we do is you know organic reach and Mm -hmm. you know i mean we do our paid ads for like the shoppers themselves but for the vendors it's all just organic it's word of mouth it's people that have the experience of working with us we had they had to go through a trial period with us too in the beginning you know so luckily we do have so many that have worked with us from our very first event and are still with us today and they'll come wherever we want to go because they trust us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, like Kevin was saying, it really does kind of build. It's like a snowball. And then they tell their 10 vendor friends who tell their 10 <laughs> vendor friends and, and we'll be at shows even this past weekend, we were at a show and someone next to us said, Oh, you know, two vendors down from me. That's how I found you guys. I was talking to mm-hmm. them at a different show and they said that you were great. And that's why we're here. So you kind of, it's really just word of mouth. It's people that have been on this vendor circuit for like 15 years um, that are looking for new opportunities. They Maybe they've saturated their local market and they're looking to branch out to other areas of New Jersey, or they're just looking to try something different. Like the brewery thing that we do and, you know, partnering with breweries and, and even, you know, what we do with you and having Smart. the big Oktoberfest, it's different than some of the other shows that are out there. Those are just street, street fair style events, which, you know, nothing wrong with that. We do those too. But when you kind of fall into these little niche areas of having the craft beer focus or having this wine and jazz festival that we're going to put together or doing an Oktoberfest or Spring Fest, these things that have like other components to them, people are interested. They want to try something different. It's like a fresh right. perspective on the craft show. Yeah, I mean, um, and we have three big events that are are coming up. I mean, you're all over New Jersey now that I'm thinking about this. Um, you're not it's just fun. in one spot. It's I, fun. I, I'm kind of selfishly thinking to myself, I hope not too many, you know, like event coordinators catch on to you because I want you <laughs> for the days that, you know, in, in May and things. But that's all right. You know, I mean, 
but uh you get priority really, no no but you elevated everything that we did last year and chef bill and i remember we've had conversations about you and actually he came into the restaurant as a guest most recently with his family he was trying to explain everyone you know how we went about it because they're like how did we do this and it, it was the first thing he said was market space because of you know the first thing people see when they come into the event because we want them to see it first is really the vendors and and because it's just it's amazing because there's so many of them uh and there's just a good variety and it's just quality so um it's cool and Thank so the you. three major events that we're doing right now so we have spring fest right may 15th and 16th that's coming up in two weeks and or tickets are available now yeah <laughs> tickets are available now um it's still going on and uh capacities are at 500 per session and we're doing three sessions it's gonna be really nice um we have live music at them right so we have kid-friendly activities we have the cow train ride we're doing the body paint we also have um like that hay slide we tentatively may be doing uh one other kid's activity a bounce pillow but that kind of depends on permits Mm -hmm. and um just right now to get the state to come out to do anything is difficult because of of the pandemic you know everyone wants something done currently um, is doing work and things. So it's hard. Um, but at some point in the summer, that will be up. So there'll be a lot of kid-friendly activities at this upcoming one at Springfest. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm it's just going to improve from there. You know, once as we add things in um, um, and we can see how they really play into the bigger picture, I think there'll be things that we can agree to continue to do and just ways we can continue to grow this and improve it year over year. That's the best thing about working with Tranquility Farms, honestly, is... The event can be as big as we can imagine it to be. Yeah, um, They have so much space and they've been such a pleasure to work with that we can keep adding new uh, opportunities and, and things to do and expand our, our market and everything. So it, it's really exciting to be working with them. Yeah, they're, they're new. They're not a new farm. They're just the farm stand is new, that aspect to it. And they it's really they do. A, yeah, it is. That's why. You know, I was like, events here would be perfect. Um, especially when the town said no to Oktoberfest, it was an easy yes for us. And of course, the town, you know, it's it's harder for a town to put on such an event like that. But for a private business to do that, it's easier. Um, and it just gave people an outlet who otherwise might not have had that weekend of sales. And yeah. It just it helped us personally. I know it helped you. I know it helped your vendors. It helped Zigmeister. Yeah, everybody uh, was everybody was so thrilled. It, it was like just beyond what we could have expected we went in with pretty low expectations because of being pandemic (laughs) and you know tickets sold out and and everyone was safe and vendor spots i mean they sold you know everything sold out people were just so happy to get out and do something and so it just makes us so happy for the potential you know we're going to continue to do things safely because the people the customers and the vendors that's what matters most to you know our business and to your business. It's all about the people supporting us. So we have to do right by them first. But you know, as um, those limitations kind of get lifted, we can just continue to grow this. Yeah. So, and that's Spring Fest is already going to be bigger than Oktoberfest in a sense. Of there's more vendors this time around. Um, James Amin has more offerings, right? Yeah. Uh, we have we have the live music, which is great. Um, just different kids activities that I just mentioned prior to this. Um, so, and we're changing away the layout. We're making edits. We're polishing up the event. Um, you know, the garden center that Tranquility has, their greenhouses are filled. It's really a beautiful setting. 
And we're going to start seeing the field things growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have expanded parking this year at Tranquility Farms. It's really, it's they're they're really upping the game just as much as we're trying to up the game. So they're they really saw last year the event potential that they have. Um, and then after Spring Fest, two weeks later, we're doing that jazz wine and artisan market, which I know you've mentioned, and we're just beyond excited for that. It's so hard to believe that that's only like two weeks after the fact, but it's I so know. exciting and. <laughs> It's, pressure's it, on <laughs> yeah i know but it's but at the same time it's like we have it down to a really good working relationship good. that it's gonna be fine and it's all gonna work yeah. you know and and everything um is gonna it's gonna turn out so cool so and that was something really that excited. was really important to us is if we're doing multiple events in the same location mm-hmm. um how do we make it feel different you know how right. how is a spring fest different than a wine and jazz fest yeah and i think we've agreed that they're going to be very different and if you go to both you'll have a different experience yeah it's worth it and it's you know it brings people from the community that have supported tranquility and have shopped the farm stand they obviously know about the farm it brings people from outside the community um, but it gives them reason to come back. So they feel like, wow, you know, and they can watch the farm be yeah. transformed into these events. And that's really so important to us. Yeah. And I mean, what's more, you know, grapes are grown in New Jersey. It's, <laughs> it's farm. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, the jazz and wine, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a great weekend. We're talking multiple sessions again for that. And like you said, it's a different crowd, you know, not everyone likes jazz, right? Not everyone likes beer, not everyone. So it's good that we're hitting all these different um, sections and markets. And, um, you know, I, I'm excited for that one. too. Yeah. And we can tailor yeah. the vendors yeah. to that, too. So just like you're able to tailor the food. Right. You know, we wouldn't bring someone who has like, you know, something that's very beer specific to mm-hmm. the Wine and Jazz Festival. We'd probably go more with someone who's selling something that's wine related or maybe just a little bit more upscale of a vendor than we've had for some of the other um, shows. Yeah, and it's gonna be exciting having like a bottle of wine, you you know, everyone's gonna have a glass in their hand. So, mm-hmm. and then we'll all be watching the sunset together. It's Aww. gonna be cool, it's, <laughs> it's gonna be fun. It's, I'm gonna, like... it's, gonna, it's gonna look beautiful that weekend. I oh yeah, it's be... gonna be amazing. Yeah, so one more question summer. for you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, so how has cultivating a community been for you now that you're kind of reaching out past the restaurant? That's a good question. Cause it's different, obviously, you know, you're, you're going on site at Tranquility Farms yeah. or at Donaldson's and you're seeing people kind of outside of that, you know, only food focused. Mm-hmm. How has that been for you? It's been, it's been great. You know, we were reaching different people that we weren't able to reach before. And um, I think because of to come into James on Main, it's, it's smaller, a big problem that it's not a problem, but uh, we're limited based on our reservations. It's small. It's a 10, 10 table restaurant, right? So um, not everyone had the opportunity to dine with us just yet. So they could be introduced to us at the farm and just kind of working with the farmers in a different way. Because they, they're, they're great. They drop off food in the back of the restaurant constantly. You know, once a day, we have a farmer coming in, dropping off something or a producer, like a bread maker or something like That's that. That's awesome. Uh, it is. Yeah, we're, we're, you know, really true to it. But um, it's just different going to their their farm. It's, it's mm-hmm. neat. Um, and also the relationship that we built with you is so special. And with Zigmeister, because there's so many limits that we, you know, we can't go to Zigmeister and cook 
at Zigmeister because right. of liquor laws and things. So we, we figured out ways around everything, which was neat. Um, yeah, so it, it's, it's been enjoyable. We just got to meet so many special people. And we've also built a totally new team this year just for events. And we got chefs that, you know, might be retired but want to work part-time and just some really talented people. So, you know, Chef Bill is so excited because of the group that he's assembled. It's kind of crazy, like, how everything seemed to work out over the past yeah. few weeks. But um, it's, it's neat. We just it's, – it's special. I love the new opportunities, you know, know. going Me into too. a new space and kind of having the opportunities that you wouldn't have had before. Yeah. And I think it's really cool because each of us as a puzzle piece to this event – we come mm-hmm. with our own our own reach, our own audience of people who already support us. And then when we introduce them to you and to Zigmeister and Zigmeister does the same and, you know, you do the same. It's like we're then just really expanding and growing our right. our collective reach because we're tapping in from all different sides. Um, and it ends up bringing in people that, you know, maybe they really are into craft beer and live music and they never heard of tranquility before so they're you know coming out for that or it's people who support us and come to every one of our shows and now it's like well i you know i'm coming to tranquility because i i want to do this i want to see this show and then they find out about pumpkin picking or you know they see oh james on main is here oh wait they're in hackettstown and so is zigmeister i should make a trip and so Mm -hmm. it it becomes like a bigger um, contribution to the community oh yeah no big time That's it. That was my last question. That was, yeah, that's, that's all I got. So, so wait, you have to plug um, all your social media too. Yeah. Okay. So we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. On Instagram, we're James on Main, all one word. Um, and our website's www.jamesonmain.net. And if you're looking and you're listening to this for like a reservation or anything like that, we reserve through Resi at our restaurant. We also offer curbside. And obviously, we're doing all these events, but. Um, if you are listening to this and, uh, and you're having trouble with anything, you can always contact me directly, Kevin at James. I mean, done that. I respond really quick and I'll get you that reservation that you're needing or whatever. So he's not exaggerating. Um, he does respond very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And then if, of course, if you're interested in checking out any of these events or reading more on like what yeah. all the minutia is, what everything else is involved in all the activities, go to tranquility with two L's, tranquillityevents.com. And that's where um, we have all the details for the upcoming shows that we'll be doing at Tranquility Farms. So nice to talk to you, Kevin. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's great talking to you always. And uh, thanks for having me on. This is so cool. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Same here. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Business Handmade Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at MarketSpace Vendor Events or on our website, MarketSpaceVendorEvents.com.